Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Hey, y'all. So in this episode, we have on Jesse, who works in the space of tech and advertising in tech. Um, she came on and really just gave us a lowdown about her journey and also gave advice for those who are interested in getting into the advertising space and also we had a little bit of talking about advocating for yourself yeah it was really nice to have her on um because jesse and i can talk for hours she's so personable um she's so like you know just transparent and I really enjoyed seeing her face um, and having a little bit of Chicago on the podcast. Um, and it was it was really it was really cool catching up with her. Yeah, it was really good. So listen in and enjoy. Hey y'all, this is Amber Cherie and Taylor Breeze here. <laughs> this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Hey y'all. How was your weekend? Um, my weekend was actually really good. I guess we're just jumping straight into Oh, that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Well, let's back I it mean, up then. I so mean... welcome you guys. <laughs> we hope your weekend went well. <laughs> we hope that you're still recovering from Thanksgiving, because I know I am. Recovering from, from what? Like you didn't even Food. drink that much. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Trump me out here. Um, but yeah, no. no. Well, I'm recovering from this weekend. Yeah, you had fun this weekend, huh? Yeah, and the wedding. Um, we went to our friend's wedding all weekend. So it was really it was really cool to just kind of see people from IU and the wedding was just beautiful. It yeah. was like it was beautiful. So <clears throat> yeah that's awesome yeah i need more friends to get married because i like going to (laughs) weddings you just wait it's like (laughs) gonna be that probably in the next three to five years it's gonna be non-stop where you're going to weddings like back to back for a couple years and then after that you'll be going to a bunch of baby showers oh my goodness i mean it's just a season in life i guess (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I guess to answer your original question (laughs) I'm like um 
I'm doing well. I just finished grad school applications this week. So that's like cleared up a lot of that mental space, but I'm also just really, uh, I'm in a waiting period mm -hmm. and it's making me a bit antsy, not gonna mm -hmm. lie. Mm -hmm. um, so just like trying to move through that emotion and then also I got sick if you can hear it in my voice um, so <laughs> I'm still recovering from that so Friday night I ended up going to a German um, Christmas market it's called like Kris Kringle market in Carmel and it was really nice um, and uh, that was fun with some co-workers and then uh, we got some wine mm -hmm. while we were there there was like this warm wine that was pretty good my it's friend, like a mule, a mule. Um, it's called mold wine yeah. yeah and so they did uh they had cranberry I got regular red but the cranberry had a little bit more flavor so I kind of wish I would have got that one but I'm guessing um, you taste it you took a taste from someone else that yeah okay. who got the cranberry one um so it was pretty good it was a good time and then um Saturday I just surfed on my couch <laughs> I was gonna say couch surf but then that's like saying I went to other couches beside my own so I really <laughs> was just I turned into a sack of potatoes and okay slept all day so that was really nice because I haven't had that in the last month and I I need at least one of those Saturdays where I do nothing mm -hmm. um so that was really fun yeah I had a good weekend good good, good. Yeah. so what um what do you have that you're most excited about this week? Oh, um, I, I'm pretty even. Like, I don't really feel that excited, to be honest oh. with you about anything. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to work tomorrow. It's <laughs> just another Monday. We'll I'm like, uh, I really try to think, oh, you know what? I have a nutcracker on Friday. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the only thing that I can think of to be excited about. Um, <laughs> Got it. Uh, besides getting back in the gym um, today, uh -huh. I went to I started my spin again, um, which I, like within the last two weeks has been really irregular with family gatherings and now sickness. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything you're excited about? <laughs> um, I probably have to say, I don't know, this will be my first weekend where I don't have a lot to do um I do have a tasting on Friday and that's probably about it and so it's gonna be nice just to kind of chill maybe catch up on some tv um you need to watch Insecure I know I'm preparing I'm preparing mm -hmm. um and then really just kind of I don't know hang out it was really nice hanging out with Nicholas this weekend so hopefully That's we're so able cute. to it felt like old times not like <clears throat> pre-marriage but pre-baby yeah but pre-baby when baby was here yeah. uh, what like um, not pre-pregnancy okay. or not during the pregnancy if that makes sense so for an example follow, <laughs> so <laughs> so like for an example when before we had junior we yeah. would just kind of explore yeah and kind of do whatever we wanted to do if yeah. we had the time now it's just <clears throat> always go 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 like mm -hmm. and you can't really he is not to the point where he's independent so yeah. you have to kind of watch him all yep. the time so yeah. that's just what I meant got it and we can't just like randomly go somewhere we have to have snacks a diaper bag a yeah. stroller and a nap for yeah. him yeah so it's just interesting just yeah. kind of wander I mean that's that 
nice like parent retreat I guess True. if you will like having that moment of I'm sure you missed him but oh, at the course. same time like you got to be just out yeah, yeah just you and not have it to worry about that little human that's waiting for you I agree, I agree. <laughs> so Taylor what is the word of the week the word of the week is stagnation. Interesting. So it's the state of not flowing or moving. Um, also, another way to define it is lack of activity, growth, or development. And so this word is inspired by kind of like a collective feeling that I know I talked with some friends this weekend and how they're feeling with things. And as we're going through the holidays, it's kind of like, everybody's kind of in this period of stagnation where it's like, oh, we've already went through this year and we're just kind of wrapping up, I guess. And then it's also like a time in the life for me and my friends where we are just now at like an 18 month period of having taken full care of ourselves. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do next? Um, (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, like, I'm already making moves to do things next, right? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like I said, with um, applications and stuff, there's that period where you just wait for them to tell you what's going on with, like, things that you've already put in work. So, Mm -hmm. and while it's nice, I put the work in on the front end and then, you know, doing more research of, um, you know, different researchers that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still this period of like, I know I want change. And I don't know if change is going to come through this way, or what it's going to look like, you know, I applied to six schools, so which one? Anyways, so um, I chose stagnation, because I I, I really do feel like there's a collective um, being of just like, stagnation right now and like a lot of things are up in the air and going forward hopefully 2022 next six months we'll have a little bit more um clarity on decisions that are going on right now um and yeah so that's that's all I got for you okay cool but yeah Well, we'll wait and see what the results are. Hopefully they come quickly so that you can prioritize what's what's next. Yeah, of course. And I mean, at the end of the day, like I have a plan B, C, D, like there's Good. other options. It's just my most favorable option, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. Well, y'all, this week I am extremely excited because... When Taylor had asked me, so who do you think would be a good fit to be on this season with us when it comes to the type of topics that we are talking about in this season, which is like technology, healthcare, you know, um, kind of women empowerment a little bit too. And so all things me, yes, <laughs> all things Taylor, I thought about my friend, Jesse. And I was just like, you know what, who do I know that's a woman that is killing it, that is about her business, uh, that is straight to the point and that I really enjoy spending time with. And so I was just like, Jessie is the girl that I was thinking about. So just a little bit of background before we bring Jessie on. 
Um, I, like I told you guys before, maybe briefly, I used to be on the board for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, it's a, a young adult board in Chicago. Um, and pretty much our main focus on that board when I was on it at that time was to recruit um, big brothers or bigs, which is the mentors that would be paired with the children mm -hmm. and then raise funding for um, the organization. Those were the, pretty much the two biggest things. Obviously there's a networking component and you know doing, making sure that we're progressing the mission of the, the leadership of the organization. Um, but it came to, so one day we have these like, we have these board meetings and we, um, Jesse and I were sitting next to each other, had never probably said hi to each other in passing, but never actually like had a conversation. And we had to do some type of icebreaker group activity. And um, I, we just ended up sitting next to each other and doing that activity with each other. And then from there, um, we both had the opportunity to take a leadership position on the board and um, when I was asked, who do I think would be a good person that would be, you know, good for X, Y, and Z, I was like, listen, I think Jessie would be awesome. You know, she's sweetheart. We had good conversation. We always talked every single time we had our board meeting. And so um, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And then ever since then, me and her were taking over the social and networking uh leadership component or committee of that of that board and so it was just awesome getting a chance to know her um personality I know her more from a personal standpoint and then also a board but I know she is definitely killing it at work too you know in her career and so I thought it would be good to give her her flowers today <laughs> uh, and bring her on and she's a straight shooter and she you know she's awesome so welcome Jesse. I know that was like Hi. a very long introduction of my connection with you, but <laughs> <laughs> I love that story because Amber was really the one that I wouldn't have been the co-VP unless she like called my name out because I was so new to it. I mean, we both were, but I hadn't even thought I would be eligible for a VP position. So that was all, I mean, probably really what related to a lot of what you talk about is Mm -hmm. lifting other people up and giving other people opportunities so I mean I'm still in that position even though Amber left I know. <laughs> so I was so sad Aww. but yeah live on yeah. and it's so cool too because like there's not so many times where not all the time where you meet someone and you just have like an instant connection like from a personal standpoint and then like when you add an actual like now I have to work with this person and be like a leader and like and stuff like that like literally I'm not exaggerating Jesse was like my PIE which is like partner in crime or PIC I should say PI PIC partner in crime because like we were just we just vibe off of each other like there was just always like there was never a time where it was like, oh, Jesse gets on my nerves. It was like, yeah, girl, that's a good idea. Let's do it, you know? <laughs> and so literally, yeah, every time I feel like we just, it was because that's what you would kind of expect. You're like, oh, I join a board to network and meet people. And obviously we believed in the mission of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but you don't really expect to, it's not super common. I think that you make like those type of connections with people yeah. you still talk to. So mm -hmm. that was, 
and I've made a few other connections with people on it too. So it's been yeah. a really good experience, obviously a bit harder now in a virtual world, but yeah, and I'm sure. sure. I think in a space like uh, community work, it is really important. Like the people are why you are there. Um, like quite literally from your mentees to those connections. Like, so that's really awesome. Y'all have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesse, I know I introduced you as how I see you, but would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners of what, you know, a little bit about yourself and then kind of what you do in the career space? So. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. So I lived there basically my whole life. And then I went to University of Illinois in Champaign mm-hmm. and pretty much right after I graduated. So I graduated in 2009 and that was at the height of there being basically zero jobs. And I, I graduated with a degree in advertising, which wasn't the, that if you know about business, a lot of times marketing is the first thing that gets cut and under marketing is advertising. So basically everywhere had kind of a freeze on jobs and we can probably get more into like the specifics because when I think I was kind of thinking about it today, I was like, well, my like journey to where I work now is like Mm. pretty interesting actually uh, (laughs) because it graduated in 2009, you know, someone could have been at the top of their class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got really good grades. I, I was on a, a lot of curricular extracurricular activities, but there just were no jobs. So eventually I started working in the ad industry, so advertising agency. And then by the time I met Amber, I was working more on like the tech side and working at actual like tech companies. So kind of made that transition. And then I've made an even further transition kind of out of advertising more into like a consulting type Mm -hmm. space at a tech company, which is really fun. And, but I've lived in Chicago since about 2010. So I've been here for a long time. This is definitely home to me now. So Mm still love it even if a lot of time lately I'm just you know in my apartment but (laughs) still still great yeah Yeah. that's awesome so I wanted to kind of ask you about something you said um about your journey is really interesting we are all about hearing others journeys (laughs) and so if you wouldn't mind do you want to share a little bit more like elaborate a little bit more on your journey to where you are now yeah, so I was thinking about the how I got, I was like, how did I even get started in advertising? But <laughs> I was really, you know, after we graduated, I feel like it was, it was pretty disheartening for like a lot of people that didn't, you know, you go to college. And I think maybe that's a misconception that you think you go to college and that you just get a job. Like that's just not, not how it is. And we learned that fast. And especially in the, the midst of at the time, one of the worst <laughs> recessions that we'd ever had in recent history. So there were companies hiring, but you just had to be on it. So I knew that I was, I graduated in May of 2009 and then I went home. Um, And my parents were pretty adamant that they didn't really want me living. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I get it. But like, not that long. No, we're not we paid for you, you know, very luckily, like, you know, you yeah. were here for 18 years, like it's time yeah. for you to kind of get out of here. And the, and the part of it was they knew that I'm 
lucky I had that support because it could have been easy. I think just yeah. to like stick at home and maybe find like a job, something not exactly, but I knew I wanted to at least try working at an advertising agency, yeah. just to yeah. give it a shot. And it was kind of either Chicago or New York. Uh, and just in that time, I just knew New York was not really a possibility with the money situation. Um, yeah. So I moved to Chicago and just kind of like, I took a job at this, this little newspaper that was like, you know, so I was working at like an hourly wage and mm -hmm. uh, did some kind of like side jobs, like babysitting and things mm -hmm. like that, just to be able to pay rent. And, but the good thing about that, when I moved there, you know, it was not like I was working full time necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I did leave the time to just like go in and apply and be like relentless. So I was like, I, I really maybe I've lost a bit of this in myself, but I was like relentless then, which I, maybe it was because I was younger and had a lot of energy or something, but it was like, I just would like email people like every day. And I had met this woman at a career fair the year before. And it was, that was probably one of the more depressing events my senior year of college, because they're like, nowhere's hiring, but let's go to this career event. So, but it what ended up being good. And I'm glad that I saw it that way because we got a lot of back in the day business cards, like yeah. back in 2010, <laughs> there are business cards. And I had this HR directors and I, I would check on her and she would be like, honestly, there's just nothing, but I really appreciate you checking in. Like, mm -hmm. please keep checking in. And I ended up having that connection with her. And then I had another a, kind of a friend of a friend who had gone to U of I, didn't know her well, but they introduced me to her and she's like, Hey, I'm just going to go talk to the HR director. Like when I'm here and just give a good word, which awesome. I really owe her. Like, I mean, honestly, that helped so much because it just kept bringing my name to the top. And then basically the day that they had like a few positions open, they had started hiring and they were hiring several positions finally at the end of, I guess it would have been December, 2009. They mm -hmm. called me in, I had a few interviews. And then I remember like, I got, I had a, I remember I had a Blackberry. <laughs> it like <laughs> was not functioning correctly. Cause it was on its last end and it went, I got a call when I was at the gym and I think I was on like the elliptical or the treadmill or something. And it like, I answered and it dropped and I was uh, just like, oh, no. And then she left a voicemail and she's like, I have really good news. Please call me back and <laughs> me the job. And I was like, I just like flew off that machine and like ran into some guy that I kind of knew in college. We, I was at the Y in Lakeview. So it was kind of uh, like more of a family gym. So it was kind of weird that I saw like someone I went to college with yeah. and I did it. I barely knew this guy, but I was like, oh my God, I just got a job. He was like, cool <laughs> but he was happy for me so I, I did because I think everyone knew at that time how hard it was to yeah. like yeah. land a role so yeah yeah so from there like that first into the advertising agency that just like opened my world to like just business and it definitely rocked my world because I started you go from you know college as you know yeah. <laughs> it's a very different world and then all of a sudden you're working and that you're like oh, I'm working and it's like 7 p.m. and here I am, but it was, yeah. I wouldn't have traded it, honestly. That's awesome. I definitely am like, just think there's a lot of similarity in that uh, 2009 recession and then graduating in the height of COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I honestly think it's probably, 
it's in some ways it's worse for yeah. y'all because it's just, yeah. I mean, it definitely is worse because yeah. <laughs> I see some of these like entry level people coming in. I'm like, oh, they just in tech, I, I should say yeah. I'm speaking from tech that we are virtual, which is amazing because it does take a lot of that like anxiety of coming into work right now, but like they never get that, like they haven't gotten that experience of like being amongst your peers and making friends and all of that. So yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's tough in the same regard of like, just that opportunity too. I mean, mm -hmm. now uh, we're kind of moving onward a, a little bit. We're still very much so in the thick of it, but also kind of, you know, trailing off. So it's like, at the time when I graduated, I think everything was at a stalemate. Yeah, like, was everybody down. was like, "We don't know what's going on. <laughs> and, and We're all like, gonna die. Burn the files." <laughs> did you Did you graduate May to twenty twenty? Yeah. Well, oh wow. June twenty twenty. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So quite literally, no one still knew what was going on, and so it was a very interesting time because it was like it wasn't. Uh, you just wouldn't get response um and I'm even in the bio field so it's like mm -hmm. you know uh I'm here to help <laughs> like, you need uh, me <laughs> yeah and so uh luckily I think like that same similarity of being getting your foot in the door somewhere and being in a position where you are a lot more grateful for that opportunity too um and so I I definitely just kind of related to that mm -hmm. and then so when you first began like what was your biggest I guess objective or like your goal when you first started yeah I think my goal was because when I was in at U of I they really did only in the ad school, they really only in the industry has changed. I guess it's grown so much. Obviously, tech has just like exploded in the last 10 years, probably. But they did pretty much put a lot of the focus on going to an advertising agency. And mm. while that's good, I wish that they would have put some more focus on because I was like working in marketing at a brand like, you know, like yeah. a ConAgra is like the one that always comes to mind because it's in Chicago or Pepsi yeah. or something like that. Or again, this is before even like right before apps started mm -hmm. kind of existing like Uber and all of that. So I guess it didn't really exist, but enough of them, those type of companies were kind of starting. So maybe thinking about like a startup or anything, yeah. but I, yeah. I had like a one track mind and I was like, I'm going to work in an advertising agency. I'm going to be a director. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And that's, that's my career path. But so that was pretty much it. I was very focused on getting promoted. That was like mm -hmm. the, all I cared about, I feel like at work and it just like, and I mean, eventually, yes, I did get promoted, but I, I do wish that I would have took some of the pressure of myself off of that. Yeah. I don't, I, I think that is just the way that society is right. Like um, kind of keep climbing the ladder. So I've changed my focus and part of the reason why I left the, the, the advertising agency world is because I knew I was like, oh, like once you got in, and that's great if that's what you want to do, but like once you do get up to like a higher role, it is a lot of like managing people and yeah. doing that type of work, less client work. So I wanted to move over to the tech side where it was more of a 
role where you're horizontally challenged, you might stay in your role for longer, but you still get kind of promotions and things like that. Yeah. And if you want to manage people, great. If you don't, there's still a place for you. And there is like a, a wider age range of like people that do stay in the role, which I found really interesting. So that's kind of, but yeah, the first, the first objective was just like, I must be a director <laughs> like <laughs> at the time I'm 28, which just seems so wild to me now that it's just so much pressure. Yeah. 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 What would you say, like when you did work at the ad agency, um, what was the coolest event if you even had a chance to go to any of the ones that you guys were promoting for brands and stuff, what was the mm-hmm. coolest event that you went to um, when you were there? Or even, even you know, in the companies you worked in after from tech side? Yeah, I think that the one of the cooler events, because we did work with our clients were brands that we put on. One client I worked with was really cool. They did a lot of promotion with like comedians so there was a comedian that like put on a show and this is when you know I was 22 and could not afford to go anywhere (laughs) until I got to go and like go to this like really fancy event and that was like the that was pretty much the first event I ever went to so that's why it's kind of sticking in my brain I was like wow this is what this is so like (laughs) so out of my price range that I'm here but yeah, I've gotten to go to, I will say that in the tech company, I've got to go to a lot of like concerts and promoted events like that. So that, that was always like super, it was really cool to see those brands come to life and see when people would actually come to those events. Like you're like, oh, wow, I work at a, a company where people want to come here. Like it, you, it's hard because you think about your work all day, every yeah. day, but when you see like people that could care less about your, your day-to-day work or the work behind it, but they just want to enjoy the event. That was always really fun. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because um, I know when, when we lived in Chicago, Nick worked for um, PNC and his- Oh yeah, client, that's right. Mm-hmm, and his clients were more of, a, what do you call it? Um, nonprofits and um, like government uh, type of clients. And so they would host a lot of fundraising events. Pretty much majority of them were fundraising events. And so it was always cool because you go into those rooms and you're like, you see all these people with all this money and you're like, wow, they spent that much on that, you know, like yeah. silent auction oh, yeah. and, and just like the food <laughs> and it's just like yeah. insane. Like we were living the life when we lived there and we, it was only because of him. We couldn't afford none of that stuff. And we <laughs> were there. But that's like the cool thing when living in a bigger city yeah, and being able to like, you know, participate in stuff like that because yeah. it just opens your world up to so many bigger dreams that you might not get, you know, I know we're from Indianapolis and they, they're nowhere near doing any of those type no. of events that we went to in Chicago. Well, here. I was just thinking about, so I think I've mentioned on the podcast before when I was in college, I um, catered. Um, mm-hmm. And so you through, said the Facebook event, didn't you? Mm, I did something. a, a Pixar event. I uh-huh. think I did. Oh, a that's cool. Amazing. Yeah. I did the Google Coco uh, release party. Uh-huh. And if you've seen <gasps> And, I love that movie. <laughs> yes. And you know how they have like the marigold trail that he walks across or whatever? They replicated that. So oh, it wow. was like a 
a curtain of marigolds and the whole floor was like uh it was beautiful it was beautiful um and uh I was now I'm thinking about all the events <laughs> that I've done and it's just so inspiring to be in those spaces yeah. like um the actual event that I was thinking about that was a fundraiser was um I think it was like Cal Fire and like a doctor's appreciation thing or something mm, like that. Never heard that and like when you sit there in that room and then people are giving fifty thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> and I'm like how do they even <laughs> oh my goodness and I love that but um anyway so getting off of the event space which Mm -hmm. it's really it's it's a really cool perk to have so it's like nothing that I want to like be like whatever but like when it comes to the work and everything like that what made you choose advertisement Mm -hmm. yeah I uh my whole life people would always tell me I should be a journalist because they're like you're mm-hmm. so personable you're so mm-hmm. you know you like to talk essentially um <laughs> and I think that that's what people do just kind of assume like oh you like to talk so you should be a journalist but I was I had no interest in being on like broadcast news mm-hmm. and I mean Amber you know again with mm-hmm. 2008 to 2011 journalism was they were it was basically like don't go into journalism it's dead yeah I feel like it's had a resurgence again because of but it was just like newspapers are dead tv's dead which I think obviously none of those things have died it it just has changed so I I am glad that I didn't apply for journalism because I I feel like that would have probably made graduating 2009 ish not even more challenging in that way but um When I went to U of I, they had recently, I started in the College of Communications and then they built, they call it the College of Media. I think they still call it that. And advertising was like a newer major. So I was one of the the newer um, classes for that or the way that they, the way that they kind of like built it out changed. So they were like definitely hyping it up. You had to apply. So I applied to it my freshman year Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, it was my freshman year and it was, just kind of a way to take that the other side of journalism so of course like when you learn about advertising when you're younger and in college a lot of times it's like of the very like the cool side of advertising where it's yeah. like the beautiful photos and like mm-hmm. the photo shoots and the creative side but I was like well I don't really want to do that but there is the other side which is the business side of it so and a lot of it was just working with people and, you know, building relationships. And that, those were things that I had always excelled in, in, you know, school and that, that type of relationship building had just been something I've always been really good at. So that it seems like a good way. I didn't really want to get into, well, first of all, the college of business at U of I is extremely hard to get into. <laughs> and I knew that I probably wouldn't have excelled it because even if you did marketing, you still had to take like accounting classes and yeah. math is not my strong suit. So I was glad <laughs> that there was kind of another venue to explore that. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, even if I wouldn't have done graduated in advertising, I'm glad I did. You still could get a job in advertising. I feel like people are a lot more lenient now about yeah. Me, you know, people like when you have kind of a different background and yeah. degrees and stuff. I, I saw that change as I like 
went through because I feel like at the beginning everyone had a degree in like marketing or advertising then some people would have like sociology or psychology or what anything I want a career switches too so yeah yeah the the kind of the whole aspect of just I knew I wanted a job where you worked with people and worked with clients rather than just kind of like a confined like do your work clock out type of role gotcha I have two questions so we can do the first one when I was when you were talking I was thinking of how you mentioned you were one of the first people in the school in the school um, program that they had just started what would you say to individuals that are wanting to get into the industry now and knowing kind of like the traditional ad advertisement industry side and then moving more towards I wouldn't say niche but different types of um, a different type of, I don't know, consulting or when it comes to like working under in tech, what advice would you give someone that is maybe a junior in college um, and they're trying to figure out, okay, how I'm about to graduate and I'm looking for internships and full-time jobs. How should I navigate this in order for me to understand, you know, for me to be able to get a good placement job or make best out of use of my degree? That's probably a loaded question, but yeah, no, I think it's, I actually had a, that's funny. You said that a junior in college, which I thought this was awesome that she did this. Saw that I went to U of I saw that I was in AAF, which is the American Ag Federation. And she reached out to me and just asked if I had any advice. That's kind of how she approached it. She said that she had applied to an internship at my company but didn't get it, but she wanted to kind of just get my opinion and what she should do, which I thought that was a really like, it's not like she was like, Hey, get me in, you know, random person. I don't know, but I just, I love the way that she phrased it. And I, I love helping people just because I know how hard it was for me to get a role and how hard it was for my friends and just people. I just really feel for anyone in college and high school right now, or that it happened during the pandemic, just because I have like my little sister through big brother, big sister mm-hmm. uh, is in high school. And just that is such a in high school and college are short periods of time, but they are so formative so and <laughs> this, this, the stress of that. It's yeah. Like my little cousins who are both like one's a senior in high school and one's a freshman in college. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like half your high school and half your college is just like, yeah already done it's just so weird to think about but I would just encourage them this is what I told her and I think that she was doing a great job already was just to what I kind of mentioned before explore other options besides what the university or college of course like the golden way I guess would have been like oh go to an advertising agency that's like kind of the the glamorous like supposedly yeah. route but there if you can't get an internship those are really competitive and it doesn't mean that you're not good enough or whatever it may be but just apply for other places that you might think of like think of a few cool like you know places brands that you like and see if they have internships like I told her that every company has marketing and advertising some component of that whether yes you might not have an internship but like no matter where you get an internship, relevant work is relevant work. And if yeah. you can, so much of that, it's just showing that you've got experience, even if it's a smaller company where you 
you know, you might get to even wear more hats and get into more things because they might have more for you to do if it's like a smaller, smaller company. So explore other options besides applying for like the three major advertising agencies where thousands and thousands of people, like maybe try, like you said, get more niche and just, Mm -hmm. you know, connect with people like she did. I thought that was, I mean, just using her resources and not being, that takes a lot of like, you know, I would be scared when I was, how old was she? I guess she's probably like 21 talking to someone in their like early thirties about like, I would have been so intimidated by that. I would have probably, I think I did do that, but I started, I was like, oh, well, they're like only two years older than me, but to like, I feel like she just went, went the right way about it. And I saw on LinkedIn, she got an internship, like a week after we talked. So like, not because of me, but like, I feel like she was already doing all the things right. And I just, she's like a great example of like, yeah, sure. Maybe like I've seen other people have internships or maybe it wasn't the biggest company, but it's still work experience. And then, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on people to work for those like big name companies. And that's not necessarily always going to get you where you need to be or where you want to be. Mm. Yeah. That's a really good, uh, uh, piece of advice. Cause like mm-hmm. even the company that I work for is a biotech startup or biosciences startup. We're not that heavy on the tech. And so when you think about the different hats and the different opportunities that you're able to have at smaller companies, like, I think it's, it's, some things right like benefits may not be right totally Um, but at the same time like the learning experience that I've had here and the the roles that you have to play to keep the ship afloat is kind of uh expansive so that's yeah I relate and I also think too like sometimes it's really hard to she's probably going to do very well because Jesse like you mentioned she's resourceful yeah you can't teach that no like you really can't no but you can tell someone like hey you need to be resourceful but I feel like your ambition and like persistence and you know all of that has to really come with deep within and so the fact that she was just very much like you know what I'm just gonna put everything out on the line I'm just gonna reach out to people and genuinely try to you know just learn learn you know like that is just I agree that's amazing yeah, she's like the perfect example of like what gets, I'm like, she'll go, she'll do what she wants to do, I feel like. And as long as she, mm-hmm. that, and that's totally, I remember Amber when I first started asking the interviewer, like, you know, of course, when you have to ask your questions at the end, yeah. and I was like, what makes a good associate at this, at this company? And she, they said being resourceful because mm-hmm. advertising, pretty much every job I think is yep. people don't have, of course, like your, your manager has time, but your manager isn't there to like tell you, use your resources, look at the company systems, ask your peers, things like that. And find the, try, at least try to find the answer yourself before, uh, just makes you, yeah, I think it makes you a much more rounded person, but it is a hard thing to teach for sure. Yeah. I struggled with that a little bit in the beginning of my career. Cause it would just it just was just, I don't know, like sometimes you have to also understand the culture mm-hmm. with your resourcefulness, because sometimes if there's like hierarchy, it could be mm-hmm. to the point where you don't want to, you don't want to offend someone mm-hmm. where you're like going over their head or, you know, trying to be a shining star. But then sometimes like, it's just like, 
you know, if you have a team dynamic or environment, who cares if you're a shining star, you're helping the team. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I think um, a lot of times too, is like, it is, which I think is something that is getting better, probably mm-hmm. Amber versus our kind of age group. Yeah. I think we were taught like, you're lucky to have a job. And I'm sure yeah. this age group that's, that is graduating right now is probably feeling a bit of that. Like you're lucky to have a job. So like, don't ask for help, which also is it, definitely being resourceful is different than like being told you can never ask for help and yeah it's okay to ask for help sometimes you know but if you're like generally like hey I just don't yeah like I I feel like I've had that even now with conversations with my manager it always goes better if I am just pretty candid about it like I can give an example we were using it like an internal tool and she was like well I'm just kind of curious why you're not why you're not like adopting it or using it and I was like gonna in my head, I was like, oh, I need to like make this sound good. Or I don't want her to think like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was kind of, you know, not like a huge deal, but it was, I was like, I just, we have a lot going on. Things have been really busy and I just haven't put the focus on adopting it because my priorities are X, Y, and Z. And she's like, oh, totally fair. Thanks for the, she's like, thanks for the honesty. So I think that that, that took me a long time to be able to yeah. not try to always make myself appear a certain type of way or that I need it, didn't need help with anything. And I think that hopefully that with this like newer entry, like people are a little bit more open to when people do ask for help, if, that there's a reason behind it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also the change in type of leaders too, that are um, coming into now, because I feel like mm-hmm. the old school leaders would just like get it done, you know, figure it out like you know I'm not here to coddle you I'm not here to hold your hand or whatever and then also I don't care if you have stuff going on outside of work like you need to bring your robot to work you know versus like how I feel like the leaders that that we have right now that are maybe closer to our age or maybe like you know in their I don't know early 40s you know stuff Mm -hmm. like that they're just like listen we're all people and we all make mistakes and things happen and you know like we're all, I feel like it's more of a team dynamic now. Like we're all a team. We all have to like, one of us fall, all of us look crazy, you know? And I feel like it's just now more of like being transparent and over communicating. And I feel like when we get to our age, Jesse, it's just kind of like, we're still trying to do the best that we can and move up, but it's just kind of like, we have enough experience behind us that we don't have to consistently try to prove ourselves every day. Like right. we've done the work to get to where we are. So yeah. entry level is a lot of trying to prove yourself yep. if you ask me. Um <laughs> so yeah. Um yeah. So. All right. So I have one last question and we will wrap it up. So what would you say is throughout your career, what would you say is probably the the hardest learning curve or hardest thing that you have to deal with to overcome in the work that you're doing right now that maybe you wish you would have prepared more for um like in your early year stages of your career whether that's like a tool or a mind a concept or you know whatever yeah definitely number one thing would be to advocate for myself more Mm. I feel like that has been my biggest barrier hands down Mm -hmm. period (laughs) I feel like I didn't do it enough 
And, you know, people, like we were just saying, managers, directors, they have a lot going on. Of course they care most of the time, hopefully they, they all of my managers have cared about me, but yeah. they don't, people don't necessarily have like, it's always interesting if you think about it like this, no one is thinking about you 24 seven, right? They're maybe thinking about you a few minutes a day. And so they're not going to know what you're doing unless you raise your successes and yeah. make it so it's known. Or sometimes, especially in work like mine, where your manager isn't necessarily on your client calls, it's more of a mm -hmm. consulting type of role. Like they're definitely not going to be sitting on every single one of your calls. So like, yeah. it's, they're not going to know what they don't know. Yeah. And it is on you because it's easy to kind of take that seat of like, well, they should just know how yep. well I'm doing, but how would, how would they know? So yep. definitely my like number one thing I wish I would have done earlier. And I feel like I just in the last year, like I even, it even got called out like for me on my review, like you do a really good job bringing up your successes. And I was like, oh my God, that's like the first time I've ever heard that because it was always like, you just need to be better about that. You need to like, yeah. I didn't even know you were doing this, that type of thing. So that would be my I wish I would have done it now, but it is an easy thing to achieve either. Yeah, I love that because you don't also want to be um, coming off like a um, a pompous person where you're like right. going around like, oh, I've done this and I've done that. But then I'll, I agree. I But I think it's awkward. It, honestly, it is. it is. It's a little it's uncomfortable. It is. And I also think, I don't know if you've felt this way, but in the beginning of my career, my mindset was just more of like, my manager should know what my growth plan should be and should be directing me in this in a way that I should be able to get the skills and the tools that I need in order to get to the next step. But I feel like as I've gotten further in my career, it's been more of like you manage your own career. Mm -hmm. So when you come to your performance discussion, you need to tell me what you want to do and, mm -hmm. you know, what type of opportunities you want to have and, you know, self-reflection on what, how you've done. And like, that's when you, you talk about like your accolades mm -hmm. and that area. Um, and I think that's just like a different I don't know. It's just different because sometimes you, you don't know what you, in the beginning, you don't know what you want to do yeah. in the sense of like, a lot of people are not very clear. They, they know a position, but they don't know, like if we use the director, they don't maybe necessarily know everything the director deals with on a day-to-day -day basis, unless you're reporting to them and they're like telling you everything they, they do. And like the other part that Jesse even brought up when you're in high school and college and are being formed into being a certain type of professional, you haven't even been exposed to all the things yeah. that are a possibility. So, oh, you like to talk a lot. So maybe you should be a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Or like, for, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. For me, oh, you like science. Oh, you'll be a, a doctor. doctor. Yeah. And it's like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like, for me, I got out into the world and I realized, like, oh, there's research. And then now I'm in research and I'm like, oh, there's biotech and I want to be in biotech. Yeah. And so there's so many different little niches to get into that you know we yeah. may just not be aware of so but then you have to advocate for yourself like you jesse was advocate. you gotta like but i think you're only able to really advocate if you kind of get like that experience or exposure to <laughs> yeah. like mentors or managers that take you along their you know under their wing and stuff and and then you can figure out okay this is the thing that i want to do and i'm going to be very adamant and 
try to find jobs positions and mark down everything that I've done well this year so that they know that I'm contributing yeah and I mean I, I, oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, go ahead go ahead Uh, I was just going to say, I just want to like give people the resources that if you're looking to, you know, do something that maybe you've never done before, like for me, I'm not a coder. Um, So there's a lots of online programs and certifications that you can get to show that you have at least the education of um, what you want to do. So like you may not need to go get a master's degree in something, just like consider the idea of certifications and stuff. So I just wanted to share those resources. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I I also think that part of it that I think we also have to mention that is like when we were like little girls, especially it was never don't brag, don't Mm -hmm. bring up. And I think that people are more comfortable and more accepting when probably men bring up (laughs) their accomplishments. And as women, it is kind of like, it was just not something until I guess recent history that yeah. I mean, let's be honest that women were like <laughs> directors yeah. and things like that. I mean, it wasn't all that long ago. So I think that just, that's just uncomfortable and just trying to fight through that, like kind of preconceived notion of like, kind of when we were younger, like, Oh, don't like brag. Don't, you know, no one wants to hear someone talk about themselves, but it's not even, it's not, well, first of all, like, that's just <laughs> a whole other podcast. Right. But um, <laughs> that's not what this is. It's not like, it, it, there is a difference between if someone was like walking around the office, like, yeah. oh my God, I'm the most amazing person with nothing. But when you're in a one-on-one conversation with your manager and they're like, so what's new? Like that is your, that's your time and your platform. Yeah. So take, take hold of your one-on-ones with your manager. And like you said, Amber, like the, it, I think I thought the same way. I'm like, oh, well, someone will just tell me, but why would you want someone else to tell you True. what you're doing when you could sure it does take some work and some self-reflection but like it's your one-on-one time take take advantage of that and amber you also mentioned mentors mentors i i'm so glad that that's something i'm glad that i have done through i've had some amazing mentors who have just taken me you know i sought them out yeah and asked them and it's it is awkward it's kind of like hey looks like asking someone on a date or something (laughs) almost but i mean nine times out of ten wouldn't you say Mm -hmm. that people are like happy to do it I think they are flattered yeah Yeah. and if they don't have the time they'll tell you that but yeah that's the worst that happens and that's the worst that happens Mm -hmm. I agree I agree well thank you so much for coming on we normally do like a quick like rapid fire Mm -hmm. question and so Taylor and I will do one rapid fire question piece and then uh yeah (laughs) wrap wrap it up so cool I know just from living in Chicago and you've lived in Chicago a lot longer than I have, but food is such a huge thing. And I know um, we've gone to like one or two restaurants with each other, just exploring, especially when you came mm-hmm. to like Hyde Park um, one time. Oh yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, to that African, or I guess it was kind of African, yeah, influence place. But what would you say is the best food that you've had since you've lived there that's like your go-to spot anytime that you're like I know when I get there it's always going to be exactly what I expect it to be yeah most of it is just some of the smaller places around me and I like sushi restaurant Mm -hmm. uh, a little it's not even like a, a fancy place or anything but me and my 
friend always go. It's called Ken Sushi. It's just a takeout. It's not like a fancy Chicago restaurant, but I feel like that's almost like the the best part about Chicago is all those like little places that, and I am, I think that I forget sometimes that I live in Chicago and it's just so like, I could walk down, you know, the road and, or go see you in like a totally different, like we lived in totally different parts of the city and it was just like such a different experience. So just taking advantage of that and um, anything for me that is Japanese food related, there's so much of that in Chicago. That's, that's my go-to and there's just almost too many to go to that <laughs> it's like I guess that's my biggest problem but that would be my recommendation perfect I will share a Ken Sushi in the it's in Lakeview um no I live in Ukrainian Village ah right. west side more yeah. to the west University of uh UIC uh-huh. area yep. kind of. okay uh-huh. all right so Ken Sushi and okay uh, that would yeah. be perfect I'll look it up so. You'll walk in and you'll be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like a takeout place. Good, so good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's just like my go, that's my go-to. But if I were, yeah, to, to go out to, there's just so, yep. it's interesting because I hadn't been going out to restaurants. And then in the summer I was like, okay, I'll go like eat outside. And I feel like there's just, we went to um, this place at the top of the Hoxton Hotel called Cabra, oh. which is owned by Stephanie Izzard. It's one of her restaurants from Top Chef and oh, it's nice. a, a Peruvian restaurant, I believe, and oh, wow. kind of Peruvian inspired. And that was just like the best moment because we we're, it was the first time I'd seen some of my friends from that I'd made at my previous job. And we were outside on this rooftop, like looking oh, over the city, wow. the food was amazing there. So yeah, Cabra for like date, for like a date night for you, that would be like, amazing does that one have a michelin star because i feel like i I don't know okay i was just curious um cabra cabra yeah cabra yeah i'll send you the link okay that's awesome okay so my question (laughs) what are you most excited about with the holidays that's a good one i am most excited that i my I have a niece who is about two and mm-hmm. I think that she'll be you know we can like gather as a family this year everyone's vaccinated like knock on wood you know all goes okay with that yeah. but she's like kind of getting to that age where she can you know they just know what what's going on a bit more yeah. and I think that she'll be like excited and just yeah. to see I think that like really the the holiday season like just through like a kid's lens is just obviously yeah. so different than our <laughs> lens as adults. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to see like her enjoy that and just, yeah, I'm very fortunate. My company gives us the 24th of December through, through the new year off. So nice. like, kind of like a shutdown, like I'm extremely lucky and That's so like awesome. grateful that they're, they have that for us. So just having that like recharge time, I don't like have any any big plans I think some friends from high school that are finally like coming back mm-hmm. into Illinois after just a lot of my friends from high school have moved to like the coast like yeah. you know east coast west coast and they just haven't been able to come home so hopefully I'll get to reconnect with some people finally too oh that's That'll exciting awesome. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's what the season's about. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And she, when you were talking about that, Jesse, I was thinking of uh, Junior mm-hmm. likes to click on, we have the tree and it has a little clicker at the bottom, like on the floor. 
and he likes to turn on the lights. <laughs> and look oh yeah, at- I bet. Yeah. <laughs> How old is he now? He's two too. So when you yeah, were I saying they that, were born around, that's right. They were born around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Your sister and I, I think it's your sister, right? Uh, and yeah. I'm pregnant roughly around the same time. Yeah. Uh, Pandemic yeah. babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Almost. Cause well, we almost right before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like six oh. months before. Yeah. That would have been, oh, yeah. man, boy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank time. you so much. Yeah, this was so fun. Yeah, it was really so good it. seeing your face. I know. Like two years. I know. Well, you'll have to definitely, if you come into Chicago sometime, let me know and we'll yeah. hopefully meet up. Absolutely. I will definitely let you know. So you guys can go get sushi. Yes, I know. This I'll take side. you somewhere like a little <laughs> of an experience rather than my like takeout place, but <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go somewhere cool. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice having you on tonight. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So Taylor. Yes. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> I think that's at the beginning. <laughs> I think we talked about that, no? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed Jesse's um, interview. I think it was very much so, like, she would be a great recruiter, like, even if, I mean, yeah. I know she doesn't want to at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> she would be great at just the level of advice that she gave, and mm-hmm. then also really just identifying how your journey, uh, it, it, it's never linear, yeah. um, so. Especially yeah. when she was talking about advocating for yourself, oh, man, like, I think that's a word for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to advocate for yourself though. It's very hard. It's a skill that you have to master because you don't want to be too timid Mm -hmm. and you also don't want to be pompous. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a fine skill to balance for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what's the self-care tip of the week? All right, y'all. So we are winding down this year. We only have T minus three weeks left of this <laughs> year. So now is the time to set your intentions for next year. So it's time to uh, maybe if you've tried vision boards and they're not as successful for you, mm-hmm. um, read that self-help book uh amber's mentioned 12 week year which i am Mm, uh, mm -hmm. about to start i have it like queued up on my youtube so um there's like a free link to watch it or listen to it on youtube um so i'm going to be starting that um we also have our bible study coming up so it's really just time to reset like this mm-hmm. is the time to hit that reset button and get into what you really uh, want to accomplish. And a lot of our goals take time. So it's not to say you're going to be a director by the end of 2022. Like that's not necessarily <laughs> realistic, right? Or at least for me, it's not realistic being that I'm entry level now. So, <laughs> um, but there is the idea of building yourself for those long-term goals. So you look at your long-term goals, write them down and, and ask yourself, why do you want to do those? 
And then from there, you start to create a path. And so whenever you have moments of stagnation or maybe you feel like a little discouraged for whatever reason, um, you refer back to your why. And then you also in that same place have what steps you think right now, you know, you don't know everything. However, what you think in this current moment may be necessary to allow you um, to move forward in uh, in the future. So I would say, get your journal, start writing. Um, and yeah, let's make some moves next year. Nice. Yeah. So Amber, what is our every small change matter? <laughs> I'm thinking about changing it back to the grind tip of the week, but we'll we'll discuss that off. But I got it right this time. You did. You did. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm wanted to acknowledge that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> By the end of the season, I've got it right. So and then I maybe know. I should just keep it and not change it back. I mean, either way, whatever floats <laughs> your boat at this point. Um I would say um this week, I don't know if you guys feel at least for me, I've felt overwhelmed um, sometimes with the amount of things. So like I've shared with you guys at my professional life, um, full-time job, I'm an accountant. And so we are creeping into year-end close. And so just thinking about all of the activities and things that we need to do at work in order to have a successful close to prepare for our audit you know, that we have that we do every single year and, and all of the other things that we have to submit um, to keep the business going and being in compliant and sometimes very um, overwhelming. And then also too, when I think about like my personal life, like I would say this weekend was so relaxing. I mean, I had stuff to do Saturday morning, um, but my day didn't start off the way that I wanted it to and and usually on Saturdays the first thing I do is work out because that helps me get through the rest of my day um I feel more accomplished and more energized well the hotel that we were staying in didn't have um well they had a gym but it wasn't open and I think it was due to COVID but I, I didn't even go back and forth to figure it out from there I decided you know what I'm going to, I feel overwhelmed. There's things that I need to accomplish today before we get to this wedding. But then I was sitting there looking at my husband and I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's forget it. Are those things that I really need to do or focus on or work on? Will it put me behind um, what I need to accomplish as far as deadlines? And so um, sometimes taking a step back and when you do feel overwhelmed and maybe you are organizing or a person that is um, organized, sometimes we have to also think about priorities and deadlines and are those things going to hold us back from getting to the next step? And so something tangible that I would give you guys today is um, I had that same conversation with one of my best friends, sorority sisters about time management, organizing, especially when you have a lot of things in your plate. And I that it might be really helpful um, to share with you guys what we talked about in our little group chat. And so the main thing was like, when you feel like you have a lot on your plate, why don't you take a step back and figure out, okay, what, what is the reasoning of why I'm doing X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. So if you are adding more to your plate, 
are you doing it because you're trying to reach a goal or are you just doing it so that you can look busy or be busy? Um, you know, the different levels to different things. Yeah. If you are okay with what you're adding to your plate, then something tangible you can do is do a time blocking. And I don't know if we've talked about this before. We might have. It's been, we've done almost 50 episodes, which is insane to think about that as far as recording yeah um maybe not you guys haven't all heard them yet or maybe you know yeah (laughs) we've been here yeah yeah (laughs) and so um i've shared with her and what i'll share with you guys is that i time block and so every we all have the same 24 hours of the day obviously the first things that you need to focus on are your necessities your necessities are sleep um and and the restoration those are your two main necessities and so you need to make sure that you are sleeping at least six to eight hours a day really they said seven to nine yeah Um, it's actually seven and yeah that's fine i only get about six and a half but so i'm i'm preaching i'm preaching to myself when i'm talking to y'all um and then so that should already be blocked off in your calendar and then restoration so whether that is not necessarily taking naps you can do that too um, but like spending time with your family, get on the phone, talking to your friends. If you don't, you know, if you live by yourself, maybe going to the, you know, the gym, if you're into working out and stuff like that, just doing something that is going to energize and restore yourself, block that time off everything else, work and, you know, extracurricular activities, put it on there. And I was listening to this amazing podcast, um, which I'll share with you guys. I think it was with either entrepreneur or it was um accidental creative I can't remember but I'll have to figure it out there was a woman that wrote a book mm-hmm. um and mainly her her message was about um blank space or a white space or in your time blocking um calendar when you're putting your calendar together and how white space is so important because it allows you to reflect on the things that you're doing mm. So that's one thing like I've added to my repertoire um, when I felt overwhelmed, I'm trying to bring it back full circle, is that sometimes we need that space to, you know, sleep, restore. And she also mentioned sleep is really important in that. Um, but then also like that blank space to, you know, in case something, you know, falls apart, you don't feel so overwhelmed that you're going back to back to back to back to back. You know, you have some, a little bit of time in between. But then also like you have time in between to like just sit here and when's like, when's the last time you daydreamed? When is the last time you really sat down and like journaled and wrote in your notes about either something you have to do or an idea you are creating, you know, like without being sleep deprived, you know? So um, the, the tip that I would give you guys or the change that I would advise you guys to make this week is to maybe look at the time that you're spending and time block. I do it in my phone of like sleep time of, you know, you know, getting ready time and stuff like that. But then also figure out, do you have spots in your day that you're, that you have white space that you have nothing to do? Yeah. Um, and then really sit back. What are you doing with that time? Are you on Instagram? I know for me and my husband, that's like some of our like times where we kind of you know zone out and you know we get on Instagram or social media to kind of see what other people are doing but is that making best use of that of that time when you can just be sitting there doing something a little bit more restorative 
podcasting, take a nap or not, you know, listening to podcasts, Mm -hmm. taking a nap, maybe going for a walk, maybe calling your parents, you know, maybe talking to your best friend for like 30 minutes, you know, reading a book, reading a book, something to pour back into yourself that could, that can continue those creative juices and, and, and do something that will lower your anxiety down. Mm. So um that's the that's the change or the tip that I would give you guys this week is just maybe reflect on your time that you are um that you are required to or obligated to um like you're required to do or you're required to be somewhere Mm -hmm. be be alive or be active or be engaged but then also figure out like you know if you don't have something to do at that time maybe do something that's restorative some yeah so yeah so taylor where can you find us you can find us on instagram at the inner circle podcast you can also send us an email to <laughs> excuse me the inner circle yeah, at gmail.com <laughs> and don't forget to um subscribe or follow us on all podcast platforms and don't forget to rate us too on apple uh, we would love to to get you know to hear your feedback and your and your comments and then also figure out how we can be better um and also every single time you rate us on those platforms we are getting higher for or a more exposure for other people to get this good content mm-hmm. so so yeah all right well you guys have a good week see you next week. Bye.